Welcome to the Dean Bond Music Podcast Show, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Put on your heavy metal jacket and prepare yourself for a heavy metal treat. I have the one and only Red Raven featuring Mark Bowles on lead vocals, former lead singer of Inve Malmsteen. We have Joseph Larson on the drums. We have G. Costa from Brazil on lead guitar. We have Ed Thunderfingers Witzke, also from Brazil, on the bass. And we have their executive producer and manager, Holly Ross, from the good old United States of America. And Mark Bowles, I just found out, Mark Bowles is also the producer of the band, which is awesome. And you all know Mark, because I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. And so I want to welcome Red Raven to the Dean Vaughn Music Podcast Show here in Las Vegas. Holly, how you doing? Good morning, Dean. <laughs> I see you have the entire band here with us today, minus Mark, but we've already interviewed Mark, so we don't need him here today. So tell me a little bit more about the band. What do you guys got going on? Well, we are about to rendezvous in Nashville, Tennessee for recording session, rehearsal, jamming, uh, have, hanging out. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know you have a, a few songs that the band has recorded. Um, you mentioned three to six brand new songs. We know we have Lay It On The Line, which is a new video, they, and She Makes It Hard. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I like to say that. So, uh, well, I see that we have the band here. Let me let me just introduce the band. We got G Costa. What's up, G? Hey, Dean. How you doing? Thank you so much for the invitation, bro. It's an honor for me to be here. Oh, man. I'm so glad you could join us. Now, are you from Brazil or you still live there? What's going on? Well, yeah, I'm still living here in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, and also known as the town of Sepultura. <laughs> and what? Okay. All right. Yeah, the town of from Sepultura. Tell me more about the town. Is it a big town or a little town? Well, actually, it's a little town. Of course, it's the capital from Minas Gerais. That's the state that I live. Okay. And we have many, many artists that grown up here, like Sepultura, of course. And we also have Milton Smith. We also have Club da Esquina and many other stuff here, of course. And also, this is the town, all the cheese bread. I, <laughs> I love, we cheese, love bread. cheese bread. <laughs> yeah. we, love it here. we love cheese bread here in America as well, you know. Yeah, cheese bread is really famous here in Belo Horizonte. Okay, I have a lot of more questions for you, a lot more questions for you. I want to talk to Ed Whiskey. Whiskey, it sounds like whiskey, Whiskey. <laughs> what, what's up with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You put a to put a whiskey, put a tea in there, and you got my last name. <laughs> but it's, it's a pleasure being with you guys today. It's so how long you how long you been playing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1978. 1978. So you're as old as I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ed, where'd you get Ed Thunderfingers whiskey? Um, where'd yeah, you get that? Where'd you get that name? I, I didn't put myself in that position. A lot of people, when when they saw me, they they uh, they compared me to John Entwistle. Okay, he, okay. He's the man with the thunder fingers, not me. <laughs> well, I, I heard I heard you play. Well, I saw you play on the video, and you have thunder fingers. There's no doubt about that. Um, maybe Entwistle can learn a few things from you. <laughs> well, in the, in the heavens, maybe so. I don't know. 
but uh, I, I miss him. He's a he's been a, he was a great great icon for me. Oh, he I was learned it. a lot from him. Oh yeah, what a what a phenomenal bass player. I interviewed Mick Clark, who was played with John Entwistle before he was in the Who. And that was about, I think that was podcast number 12 or something like that. And he talked about, uh, he had to leave John Entwistle for another band to make more money. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I heard that story. I'm like, who leaves John Entwistle? And John said, yeah. go ahead, you're going to make more money. And that was in the UK and that was over in England. Right, right. And then we have over here, Joseph Larson, who came in on the last minute. Joe, how's What are you doing, you? buddy? Not much, man. So... How long have you been playing? Oh, Lord. Uh, well, we got to go way back because I saw my first concert in 1985, which was Kiss. Okay. And, you know, then saw, you know, Ozzy and Metallica and all of the great bands after that. I've been playing drums since I was probably seven years old. Nice. And um, what a journey. I mean, what a journey. I love playing drums. You know, guys like John Bonham and... Greg Bissonette, mm. uh, you know, really influenced me as a drummer. Tommy Lee. Um, <laughs> I went to school with Tom, by the way. Me and Tom went to don't, school. Don't really care about Tommy's politics or whatever, but I love him as a drummer. Big, passionate drums. Um, you know, I love Tommy Aldridge, too. Um, really fantastic drummer. But then I, I love, you know, the, the older style of drummers, but then I love... Some of the newer, more uh, progressive, progier style drummers like um, Brooks Wackerman from Avenged Sevenfold and, and okay. uh, uh, you know, Ray Luzier from Korn. He was with David Lee Roth for a while. Um, you know, right. these are guys that I look to as drummers. But yeah, I've been, I've been playing pretty much my whole life and that's I love all, it. That's awesome. I met Ray at the at the NAMM show here in, uh, in uh, California. Um, Ray was uh, signing autographs. Lazier, he's an awesome guy. I met Ray uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I was a tech for him. Believe it or not, it was for the Atomic Punk. Okay, okay. And that, and that's how I met him. This was before I decided to move to California, and. I think I still have his business card here in my office. <laughs> like, I'm gonna literally. Come, I'm going to come back and ask you a whole bunch of questions later because I'm a drummer myself. So I'm gonna Let's talk, do it. I'm going to talk a little bit about your drum set and what kind of instruments and how you got started, all that crap. You know. Awesome. We're going deep. So, Holly, Holly, tell me what's going on with the band. What's your next step? Or, first of all, what, what should we be looking out for? Well, <clears throat> um... We are going to be launching a lyric video of Rising Star soon. Okay. Okay. G wrote that with Gus Monsanto, who is a big metal singer down in Brazil. Absolutely okay. fabulous song. Uh, we're going to launch that soon, and um, Mark does amazing harmonies on it. Um, and is, then, is, is Mark do the harmonies himself, or do the other oh, guys? Oh, yeah. The other oh, guys yeah. don't join in on the harmonies? The band? Okay. Hey, my on my bucket list, Mark knows that I want to sing harmony with him someday, and so I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have that song coming out, and then we've got a surprise song that is on the little uh, promo that you were 
that I sent you. Okay. And um, it's going to be quite a production video wise. And Joseph has come up with some amazing ideas for that one. Wait till oh. Ed finds out. <laughs> Wait till Ed finds out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go real quick. I, I, I was, you know, I do a little bit of research on you guys. And I ran into sleazerocks.com. And back February 2nd, 2023 by Olivier. And I quote, they say that Red Raven is an 80s influenced melodic hard rock band, hard rock slash metal band. The exceptionally talented members of Red Raven hail from around the world and have come together to give audiences what they have been asking for, great rock. And do you guys, do you guys remember any of that? Uh, let me talk to G for a minute. G, did you ever hear that quote? Well, I guess so. Um, I've, I've seen many, uh, many of that quotes in, in YouTube. And also there's another website that I don't remember right now, but of course I was really happy to, to see all the comments. It really yeah. made me more, how can I say it? But actually more motivated to write more songs, to keep playing and to keep doing my best in this band. That's awesome. Now, my, my question is, Brazil, it's, it's a little bit of ways away. It's a little island way, way out there. How did the band find you, or how did you find the band? How did that all get started? Well, of course, it's a long story, but first of all, um, I was interviewing Chris, the keyboardist from Simulacrum, and um, James Labrie from Dream Theater. Okay, and, oh, wow. And that's... And after I interviewed him, I always started to, to chat with him about some original music. Of course, I had my uh, my solo career, and I released a song called Fight Against Myself, and I also released a lyric video about it. Nice. And I showed him, I said, hey, take a look at this. And then he saw it, said, wow, that's incredible. Can I, can I share it? And I said, oh, yeah, of course, let's do it. And he shared the video in his Instagram, in the stories. And then I said, oh my God, thank you so much, dude. It was really incredible. And then Holly saw it and she came after me and said, hey, hello, G. My name is Holly Rocks from Los Angeles, California. I loved your song. You really played very well. So, and I said, wow, that's great. And then we started to, and we became friends. And she, <laughs> before I was in Red Raven, I was working yeah. as an uh, interviewer and crash tv and she also presented me many other guests to, to interview in crash tv so and then we had this idea to have this band to have red raven wow. and then she invited wow. joseph Lars and mark yeah. bowles and any other guys and here we are yeah that's awesome and you mentioned dream theater man they're huge how'd you how'd, you, how'd they find out about you well actually um i was looking for some guests to, to my program Rockwave in, okay. in Instagram and Crash TV. And when I yeah. saw Chris, I said, hello Chris, would you like to be interviewed in my program from Brazil? And then he said, yeah, let's do it. And, mm -hmm. and I asked out many stuff about his work with James Lebrie and she, he told many things about it and it was really incredible. Well, man, that's awesome. And that's what you get for being a, such a talented guitar player. You know the world's gonna find out about you. You can't hide for long. You know, especially if you know you're out there on social media doing your thing, man. You just keep doing it. You keep doing it, doing it, doing it, and let everyone know how great you are. And you're gonna get found out eventually. 
And that's what's so awesome about the internet. You know, we can just do whatever we want to do and get it out there to millions, millions of people. This podcast is being heard right now. I know for a fact, 16 countries are listening and uh, more countries are jumping on. And, and the United States used to be 99% of my my audience. Now it's like 80, 86%. So all the other countries, Germany's in there. Germany's coming in strong. The UK's coming in strong. Australia, we're in Australia. So a lot of people are gonna hear this uh, interview and they're gonna listen to your music. I'm gonna be uh, playing some of your videos and some of your songs will be playing um, are playing during the podcast, so it's awesome. And I would love to hear from Ed, Ed Witzke. What's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, when G uh, got uh, in contact with Holly, uh, he uh, she uh, called me and or uh, on Facebook, and uh, we were just friends. And he she asked me if I was interested in listening to a song, and uh, she sent me a. Uh, 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 earlier version of uh lay it on the line and um i liked it i said let's do something with this so oh my god lay it on I'm, the line that's awesome i was initially from brazil i i moved to uh united states uh back in 1964 so. oh so you've been here you've been in the u.s oh yeah yeah okay yeah. so and how did you how'd you guys meet mark Bowles? how did he come into the picture well i think holly could probably explain that a little bit better than i could holly <laughs> tell me a little bit more about how'd you guys meet mark well, <clears throat> Mark was singing with an acquaintance of ours in Las Vegas, and um, I, I was considering a, a number of uh, lead singers. Um, um, well, how did you find out about Mark? Or he didn't, oh, I'm sorry. I was did, trying to remember what Did he things. find out about you, or did you find out about him? No, I, I was referred to him, and I called him up on the phone, uh -huh. and... He he's so cute. He I I started <laughs> talking and he goes, "Do I know you?" Were you trying to pick up on him? Not yet, but you're gonna. And so uh, I told him that I had a vision for an international rock band, and uh, would he be interested in singing? And I sent him the same song I sent Ed, Joe, and um, G. And he said, sure, why not? And so that's when we started. We were in the studio in September and we've just been on a roll ever since. I mean, Mark, Mark, of course, is amazing lead singer and is oh, yeah. so incredibly talented. You guys are uh, fortunate to have him, you know? Yeah. And yeah. He, he was just like, sure, I'll do it. And but I'm, so sure, I'm, sure, yeah, I'm sure he, likewise, he's, he's probably happy to play in an awesome rock band. He loves it. He loves getting to do actual real straight ahead rock. I don't think um, someone like Mark would waste his time. You know what I'm saying? No. Well, he he does sing with a variety of different bands. Um, but we don't want to talk about them. We don't no, I'm not going to mention them. But um, but what he has a vision for us, and he really loves getting to sing the rock. That's well, where his heart is. You know, and he has an operatic voice as well. Um, when he was doing Ingve, you know, he's very operatic. He's got a great vibrato, got mm -hmm. a great range, and he's also got that heavy metal crunch. So he's an awesome lead singer for heavy metal, but he's very operatic. And I heard the other singer for Ingve, he was out there in left field, didn't care much for him. But I, I liked it best when Mark Bowles was singing with Ingve Malmsteen. That's when that's what Ingve sound the best. And he brought in all these other guys from some other country and it just went, went crazy. But uh, love Mark. 
Um, but I also want to know, okay, the collaboration between Red Raven, mm-hmm. we have four phenomenal musicians. When you guys are in the studio and you're, you're, you're thinking of a song, I mean, is there is there a strong collaboration? Um, let me see here. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit to Ed. Ed, give me a little bit feeling on, on the collaboration in the studio with you with uh, G. Costa and you're with Joseph yeah. Larson and you're with... Mark Bowles, what's going on? It was this was an interesting way of doing things because I've never done uh, studio work from from uh, files that were transferred f- from one continent to the next. Okay, <laughs> I know how that and, works. Uh, it was yeah for me it was I mean I was I've been I've, I've been recording for over thirty years and uh, you know we've always been in a room right. You know, usually that's how it usually goes. Yeah, usually. So uh, <laughs> that's what I'm used to. Well, you know, Eddie Van but, Halen uh, did the lead guitar work for Michael Jackson, and the band didn't even know he did it. You know, <laughs> Michael Jackson sent him beat it, and Eddie Van Halen did the lead guitar on it. And nobody even knew he did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, so that shit goes on all the time. Yeah. So I got the you know she she makes it hard. You know, I got the I got the drums, I got the the guitar parts, and. Um, yeah, that was that was my job to lay down the bass, and f- with the guitar going on, and I was I was like, wow, what am I gonna put down for this? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard, hard to follow up on G on the guitar, huh? Well, it, it, I wanted what I wanted to make sure is that when when you turn on that song, you're gonna hear that bass go pounding, you know? Thunder, <laughs> that's, like that's, thunder. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Like Thunder Fingers exactly. bass. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, and because uh, I always, when I'm in the car, I turn on a, a song. I want to hear that bass. You know, you know so do I. Just, so, oh yeah, gotta have yeah, the bass. Just, you gotta, yeah, the bass drum, the, the bass drum, and the bass guitar are locked in, man, and they're just pounding, and you can hear the syncopation of the bass guitar and the bass drum. That's that's what I'm all about, man. You exactly. Know? When I'm exactly. writing, I start off with that. I start off and that's what puts me in the mood to finish writing the song right, right i know what you're talking about gee do you feel the same way over there is that what's your feeling you get when you write a song or when you're collaborating well the feeling is kind of strange it's because usually when i uh when i write a new song a new structure i usually do it at a dawn so everyone is sleeping while i'm composing so <laughs> i can say that the first feeling of composing a song it's like um uh, oh my god i feel so strange i am the only one here in maybe my beauty that i'm not sleeping <laughs> playing guitar here while everyone is sleeping it's really that funny is a, that is very weird um to be you know you, you're not getting that interaction from the from the band that excitement that you get when you're in the studio together. Um, oh yeah, of course. The feeling you know, is, is, is that, yeah, sure. The feeling is exactly, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do my part here, but I'm sure that the other guys gonna do perfect, perfect work. And then um, where all the time when, especially when she makes it hard, I was uh, making the structure, put everything together. And then I say, hey, get, hey guys, here's my guitar. So let's do it. So do your so do your part. So uh, like blow your minds and let's do it. And it's really, of course, it's fantastic to do that way. But of course, I would prefer to do with everyone inside the room and let's absolutely. Yes, 
There's nothing like having the band together, man. And in fact, I thought this interview was going to be all of you together. But what what was I thinking? You're in Brazil, you're in Brazil and Holly's over here and you're over there and Mark's over there. And, uh, you know, I'm so old school when it comes to uh, rock and roll and being in a band and recording together. I'm still stuck in the 80s. Um, this new technology that we're able to do these live sessions in four parts of the world at the same time, it just blows me away. I know Sammy Hagar did that with Van Halen recently. They got, he's like, he brought in Van Halen. They all did like a four corner square and they're all in different, you know, different parts and they did the song. It was awesome. Um, and I still want to get to Joseph Larson on the drums. And it is, you're a drummer, right, Joe? Yes, <laughs> been a drummer for the majority of my life. How you doing, buddy? Do you play any other instruments? I'm just curious because I'm a drummer too. Uh, you know, when I when I was in uh, elementary and junior high, I also played saxophone. Nice, I love the woodwind sax, instrument. But you know, that was that was a very short span. Um, drums has always been my passion. It's been big. It's loud. It's boisterous. You can have a lot of tone quality, dynamics. There's a lot that goes into drums. People just think that, oh, they're just this loud instrument. They're really not. You can get all sorts of really cool overtones out of a set of drums that you normally wouldn't think that you could get. So it's cool playing. What kind of drum set do you play? I play DW, Drum Workshop. Love DW, man. They're fucking heavy. Doesn't Tom play Tommy Lee? Or is he play Pearl? What does he play? No, he he's uh, he's back with DW now. DW, he, okay. He, yeah, Tommy started out with Pearl. and I, I remember. Then, I was at the NAMM show. I saw his set. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came over to DW in, in the 80s, and it, and it really just sparked this huge global – it was what DW needed in order to really make their benchmark. But I mean, DW's done ACDC, uh, Aerosmith, right. Motley oh, yeah. Crue. Yeah. I mean, they, they made so Journey, they made so many cool kits. Um, well, they have the oversized bass drum. Or what's, the, what's the size of your bass drum? So I've got, so I've got, if I do studio work or like if I'm doing some opening slot work, I have a 22 by 16, which is just a regular standard kick drum shell and then i run a a 14 by six and a half true tone snare um i run a 14 uh let's see that's a thick snare it yeah it's it's a 14 by six and a half snare it's and they're all solid maple so they're hard rock maple they're dense wood maximum impact (laughs) i mean you you get what you pay for um, and then I've got I've got a 12-inch rack tom, a 16-inch floor tom, and an 18-inch floor tom. But then if I'm doing bigger shows, which hopefully Red Raven will be doing, um, of course, I have. Guys, yeah, you guys will be doing big shows, especially after this podcast. I have I have two 24 by 20 kick drums, uh, 10, 12, 14 standing fusion toms, 16, 18 floor toms. And what kind so of they're singles? they're big they're yeah they're big bottom sized drums. I nice. love that big maximum between a Motley Crue and a Metallica sound. And what do you and speaking of bottom, what do you think of Jason? You know, I have to give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. 
Jason has lived in the shadow of his dad for all of his life. And I don't think that there's anybody on this earth that could play his father's music right. like Jason does. And he does it so well. I have to agree. Yeah. He's a badass drummer. And for, for you to be influenced by him kind of tells me what kind of drummer you are. You know, Jason Bond. You know, I, I just love, I love big, passionate drummers. And, and yeah. I love watching them. Yeah. I love learning something from them. Absolutely, absolutely. And Tommy Lee, you know, me and Tom are friends. I don't know if you know that. We both got I heard out. you went to school with him. Me and Tom were in Royal Oak High School in Covina, California. We both were in the same grade. He was the tritom player in our marching band, and I was the snare drum player. I was a drummer. And to tell you the real story, VH1 called me, MTV called me. They all wanted me at my interview, and I didn't give it to them. Um, there's reasons why. So I'm in stage band. My teacher was Mr. Dvorak, Stephen Dvorak. Everyone loves this guy. He's our marching band, our stage band, chorus, all that. And he says, Dean, uh, you're going to have to step down on the drums. I was the drummer for the stage band, lead drummer. He says, I got a guy coming over from South Hills High School. And that's, you know, West Covina. Got Covina and West Covina. And his name is Tom, Tom Bass. And I said, well, well is he going to take my spot? And he goes, well, we'll see. But he's really good. Well, he comes over and he took my spot. So Tom is now drum, first, uh, first chair, drums. I'm now second chair. And I go, you know, I'm also a keyboard player. <laughs> so he moved me to piano when I got first chair on piano. Tom was first chair on drums. And then, of course, we both played together in the marching band. So I was snare. He was tri-tom. And that was fun. We, we won a, a, a contest uh, for the best drum cadence in the state of California. And Tommy Lee and me wrote the drum cadence. So, man, I had, I had great times with Tom. I can go on and on about him. But we both uh, left at the, uh, the principal called and said, you guys are not going to finish. Uh, you need to go make up some credits. And so they sent us over to Charter Oak High School, which is just down the street, to make up credits like a summer school. You know, and, and we show up. He rides his motorcycle into the back of the class. I, I take my bicycle or whatever. And, you know, we come out and play volleyball. We're drinking a bottle of whiskey in the back of the room. <laughs> It was, it was like, we're not, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, why are we even here? And so we left. He went, he was in US 101. And that was his big band at the time. And then shortly after, Nikki Six found him and they formed Motley Crew. But I'm skipping over a lot of the Tom. This was not a Tom interview, but we had a lot of fun in high school. So, and what a great, I used to sit in his garage and listen to Tom play for hours. Just by himself, his parents converted their garage into a drum studio. So God imagine. Bless, God bless our parents, because we drummers <laughs> had the best parents. I had a guitar player in my first band, and he goes, You had the coolest mom ever. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, we, you know, we did have the coolest parents. You know, and, and I remember uh, they were from Greece. I don't know if you know much about Tom's family. Yeah. His last name is Bass, B-A, and, and his middle name is Lee. So he called himself Tommy Lee Bass. But uh, his parents, awesome parents, man. I went over there, first day he was playing the sports arena, and he's cutting T-shirts in the living room, and they got this big show at, I think it was the Staples Center or something. They had two funny cars on stage. 
And that was his first big show. And they converted the garage. They put egg cartons and that was his drum studio. It was they, they were really supportive of him. So I, I know what you're talking about, man. Uh, but I don't want to get I don't want to get sidetracked here. So, Holly, what is next? What is next for the band? What should we be looking out for? I also want to play. I also want to play two videos. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna uh, as soon as you're done, I'm gonna talk. I want to play "Lay It on the Line" and "She Makes It Hard." Is that okay? We would love to hear them. We love our songs. But um, what's next? Well, we're going to be recording uh, six new songs, uh, okay. or maybe more. Guillerme has sent them to Mark, right, G? Yes. Okay. And uh, Mark will, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so so G, so G sends the songs to Mark? Is that what he's, is that, is that how it works? He sends it to all of us. Okay. He does scratch tracks, sends okay. it to all of us. Cool. And then we all start, they all start working on it. And uh, Mark writes the lyrics uh, and the melody. Okay. Uh, He's, he's so good with that. Um, he wrote over 50% of She Makes It Hard. Okay. And, and that's that song's got an interesting story. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'd like to hear it. <laughs> well, we um, got the beginning of the song uh, from an acquaintance of ours. And, and guys, uh, if you want to jump in on this song, go right ahead. But I'm going to hear from Holly real quick. Oh. But if you <laughs> so, want to add your two cents, go right ahead. <laughs> Well, I'll I started, add my two cents in a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, I started writing lyrics, and my lyrics were a little bit too um, risque for mainstream radio, so I was told. And so uh, pa we passed it over to Joseph, and Joseph's, oh my God, Joseph's lyrics were so romantic, it practically made me cry. I'm like, <laughs> I need a man like that. Oh my and, God. Um, and she so makes it hard. It, yeah, well... Uh, um, so then, um, I, I, I see Joe over there shaking his head. <laughs> and so, uh, but he really did. He wrote the most beautiful romantic lyrics. And, and so then, um, we said, well, in between she makes it hard and yeah. <laughs> and so then it went to Mark and Mark kind of cleaned it up. Okay. So <laughs> Mark cleaned it up. So it was less dirty. Yeah, my, my lyrics were, were very, very... Um, so you write lyrics, Holly? Well, I'm I, sometimes I'll throw a line in, but... Do, the, do, do, do they get thrown out or do they stick? These, these got thrown out. The first... Should I tell them the first line, you guys? Uh, I don't know, I guess. This is an R-rated show, so go right ahead. Uh, it oh, was... Wow. She wrapped her legs around me and the earth began to shake. Ooh, I like that. And so, sounds like the beginning of a porn. Reminds me of high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, I, G? Does, G? Does it remind you of high school, or she wraps her legs around? <laughs> well, actually, I wasn't a naughty boy. I was really behaving myself. So that I think that doesn't make me remember anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Holly. So finish that line. What are you thinking? Well, so I, I, I wrote it, I've still got it somewhere, but I wrote it and um, someone looked at it and said, you know, that's, that's probably too risque for mainstream radio. And I'm like, wait just a minute, man. Rap music is far more risque than this. But, um, that's nothing. That's nothing. 
yeah and so um then i passed it to joseph and then and joseph did these you know amazing lyrics that i swear were so romantic but um hey i was looking to sell it on the damn radio but i mean hey if steel panther can get on the radio we can't too <laughs> steel Pan right. those guys are so funny i love those guys <laughs> Well, um, yeah, they're they're friends uh, friends with Joseph, so things, uh, you know, they're good guys. Uh, anyway, so Mark finished the song. He wrote the song, and we published it, and um, that's basically it. That's awesome. And speaking of Still Panther, man, they they are so bringing back that '80s. They're awesome. I love the band. We've been watching their videos lately. Great. Um, so how? Can I how huh? Can I interject just for a quick second? Of course. Yeah. You know, um, Holly spent a, a lot of time on this. And, you know, we couldn't have done this without, you know, a few people. You, Sleaze Rocks, Holly, you know, all the band members. Mark putting in his time. And mind you, Mark recorded uh, Lay It On The Line on a cruise ship. Wow. All of his vocals came from a cruise ship. So, I mean, that's crazy. It yeah, there there's a lot of kind of little hidden gems about this band. Um and I hope that that we all kind of touch on those. But yeah, you know, there's working parts of this band behind the scenes. It's really really super cool and and Ed yeah. is a really great bass player and and I love working with him, but oh, you know, man. yeah. To all the people that have that have done articles for us, you know, we thank you, and to all the fans that have embraced this band, mm -hmm. thank you too. You know, and you playing our music and doing what you do as a, as a you podcast know, host, <laughs> as well, a radio personality. I mean, yeah. thank you, thank you, um, thank, you. Has, thank you for making the mention. Ed has got a, a, a an interesting story about his recording uh, recording experience for us. Ed, why don't you share that? Which interesting one? <laughs> you doing Shankle. it with David Shankel? David oh, that Shankle. one. Okay. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Let's hear, let's David hear it. David Shankel. Uh, yeah. No, he's a he's he's a famous uh, shredder guitar player from uh, Manowar. Okay. And uh, he's really good friends with me. With with me, I've been I've known him for over ten years. And uh, you know, I asked him, uh, "Hey, you know, because I don't have that, I don't have any high tech uh, recording uh, stuff." Uh, things around here in my house so I asked him because he has his own studio if he can uh, help me put down the bass for for both songs actually all four of them okay. and uh yeah so we got together and uh I went to his studio and we sat down laughed <laughs> and recorded it was good, it was good and the, did you do that in a, in the same room or were you, you guys remote or yeah, yeah, no, it was same same room. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, of course, you guys will have to. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was taking care of all the, the daws and stems, and <laughs> I was. He was saying like, "All right, go ahead, do your thing." So, <laughs> so, on a technical side, how do you guys uh, send the information back and forth? Um, you know, I do this podcast not only for uh, us that are out there doing it for the newcomers coming up and want to know how to do it. Um, how are you getting your uh, your wave files or your MIDI files or whatever you transfer? How, do, how does that process take place? Uh, I'm going to ask you, Ed, since we're on the topic. Yeah, uh, well, we start out with uh, a click track and G's uh, uh, guitar parts. Okay. Uh, he sends them to, uh, well, he sends them to all of us. 
Okay. I start working on my parts onto what I can put down to to you know a certain new song, and uh, and also Joseph, and then he gets. They get transferred. The retransfer files goes to uh, Joe, and then Joe and Tim Delbar, uh engineer in Nashville, I believe. Okay. Uh, they record the drums, the, the clip track, and the guitars. So he lays the drums down after. After the yeah, guitar. The... Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, the guitar comes over, and then like with um both songs i just had a guitar track okay. i didn't have any drums so i was writing all the drums around g and then okay. ed comes in and god bless ed uh, my brother in arms man he lays down <laughs> we fat groovy licks and yeah you're amazing ed Take oh, it away, man. brother. That's a very huge compliment there, Ed. Yeah. So me as me me being in the recording industry, um, I start off with bass and drums. Um, so it's kind of interesting. You're getting the guitar tracks and the whole song, and then you're putting the drums down. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, is that how it usually goes down all the time, or normally? Well, he, yeah. The last all these songs that we've been doing. Uh, Joe had to uh, write around G's tracks. Okay. And then and then they're sent to me. And then I spent about a week, a week and a half, putting my parts down, preliminary recordings. Okay. On on an older version of recording equipment that I have. Except and then when I finally... the last two songs, Ed, because the last two songs you sent me have your bass on it. So. Okay, I see. That's. Interesting. That's interesting. Oh yeah, well, no, no, the no, newer that, those are, Yeah, those are preliminary recordings. Those are not scratch. what you're using. They're like yeah. scratch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got Just it. so because this is the thing is that with, with these new songs, what I want to try to do is get preliminary recordings to everyone to to know what I'm actually going to record. Gotcha. On the final on the final uh, take. Gotcha. Like a so, scratch. Kind of like a scratch. Yeah. An idea. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, uh, Dave and I, we once we get the drums and the, and the guitar parts back, I'll put out, I'll go ahead and write whatever bass lines that I need to write, and then we record that at Dave's house studio. Okay. And then, and then they get transferred to uh, Tim again, and get vocals put down by Mark. And he is he the last one that gets it, Mark? Yeah. So far, yeah. So you guys pretty much have everything done by the time Mr. Bowles gets a hold of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man, because I'm not doing a whole lot of that remote recording stuff right now. I'm I'm in my studio right now. I'm surrounded by instruments. I play everything. I don't play the saxophone, but I play all the string and percussion. <laughs> I would love to play saxophone. Um, one of my, I, I do it on the keyboards. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like a real sax. <laughs> um. uh, can I can I interject a quick comment? Jump on in, Holly. Jump on uh, in. Tim Dolbear uh, from Eclectica Studios is our engineer in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And he uh, he came from um, what was it called? Joseph Sound One or Stage? He, no, he he came from Sound City, which is the studio that uh, you know cut Metallica records and Fleetwood Mac and. Okay. Uh, you know, and Dave Grohl bought it. 
Yeah, he bought this. Do you remember that movie that Dave Grohl put out not too long ago about Sound City, and then he he bought the the recording console. Okay. And they had to take it apart piece by piece. Well, when he bought the the board, he ended up getting all of these tracks from all the artists that have now ended up on that documentary. Oh my God. How cool yeah. is that? I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yes, it's a cool documentary, but yeah. Tim is worth his weight in gold. He is so awesome. And uh, and also, uh, right behind you, our, our band picture was taken in Las Vegas when we were recording, or we were shooting the video for Laid on the Line, and that is in the front, uh, the shop at Sonic Rodeo. Um, they sell vintage guitars up there and have a, a guitar shop where they fix things. So that's what you're seeing behind you is oh, all this, of that. Shot, this shot we're looking at right here is shot out here. Vegas. Yes, it certainly is in Las Vegas, Nevada at Sonic Rodeo Rehearsal Studios. And gee, if we can make enough money, I'm telling you what, that 59 Les Paul that's sitting on, on that wall, I'm gonna buy that for you, I swear. <laughs> well, thank you so much, bro. I would love to have it. That's really awesome. <laughs> Is it that one right there? Uh, no, it's like behind me, unfortunately. It, it's like they've got a couple of these. They had one that was a 58 Fender and then they right, had another one right. that was a, a 59 Les Paul. <laughs> They were actually oh, pretty decent. I see a price. couple nice ones back in here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the one by the microphone, I think that one's the old vintage Fender that they've got. Yeah. Did you guys, where'd you guys shoot that at? It. What's the location? It looks like the Guitar Center. No, no, it's at Sonic Rodeo, Sonic and they're Rodeo. in the Arts District of, uh, of uh, Las Vegas, right in the shadow of the Strat. And, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, and they've got three three rooms. We were uh, in what was called the Nashville room. Oh, and okay. the front part, they've got this shop with vintage guitars and amps. There was an orange amp right behind you that was oh. a vintage. And then, uh, then they have a, a fix-it shop, which we utilized because the airlines messed up uh, G's guitar. So we had, they thrown it around, so we, we did some repairs up there, didn't we, G? Yeah, that that was it. Of course, it really saved my life, actually. It was damn, it was damn. Uh, airlines uh, need to be more careful <laughs> with our stuff. Yeah, airlines, listen up. Southwest, United, American, you guys got to be careful with our stuff, man. You know, we we get out. We can't just go buy a new guitar. You know, take it easy. Oh, and and just <laughs> FYI, uh, Zach Wild, look out. Because G, yeah, he's he's uh, he, he's he's on the prowl, son. He's on Zach, the prowl. Zach Wild, uh, did you hear that? Zach Wild, we're calling you out. G, <laughs> G is coming out for you. G Costa, just remember that name. G Costa. When you listen to G, really pay attention to his licks because there's a lot of Randy Rhodes and a lot of, of Love Zach Randy. Love Randy in Rhodes. him. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. and and. Uh, that's actually one of the things that gives us our signature sound. So, love you, G. That is awesome. Great compliment. Sounds like you, you guys. Too. What's that, G? And also, um, I said love you too, Jules. And also, um, 
so Joe said he was gonna buy buy for me a, a guitar, a Gibson, but I also need to buy you some cymbals as well. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cymbals are you gonna buy on G? Well, I thought about Sabian. Ah. Well, well I'm in, I'm endorsed by Soul Tone, so um, you know, as much as I would love that gift, G. Uh, I have to stay true to, to my Southern California uh, Soul Tone. Soul rap. Tone? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, a big yeah. plug for Soul Tone. Um, they're going to be heard all around the world. Um, real quick, back to when you took this photo, and I want to give them a plug. Holly, uh, they're here in Las Vegas, and I'm, I'm going to need someone to do some uh, photo work for myself. Can you give them a little plug real quick? Well, our, our uh, video camera people... Um, Tim and Shannon from the video guys, um, they they shot everything. And our director uh, was Ted Shred. And yes, that's his real name. For Ted me. Shred, I love it. Yeah, from back in the 80s, he was in a signed band called Slut. And the record company changed his name legally. And so he's, he's kept it all these years. But <laughs> they, they did the shoot. And um, also another uh, photographer we have right there in Las Vegas is Mark's wife. She's an amazing photographer. Mark uh, Bowles. Mark Bowles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thais. Uh, well, if people want to find the uh, studio where you shot this photo, uh, it's here in Las Vegas. Um, do you know the name of the studio? It's Sonic Rodeo. Sonic Rodeo in mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Yes. And they do work for the public, for everybody? Yeah, okay. anyone who wants to rent the space. And, and compared to Los Angeles, I thought the price was very reasonable. Okay. Now, it, interesting. When I shot my last uh, photo session in L.A., it was Motley Crue's uh, photographer. And I don't know if you've seen any of my photos, but it's the one with me and uh, uh, No Stranger with Timothy Gaines on bass. Joe Reggitore on guitar, Tom Hardy on lead vocals, Billy Green on drums, and I was the keyboardist, 12-string guitars, backup singer, all that. And the band was called No Stranger. That was Motley Crue's photographer. And so I know what goes into getting a really good shot. And I really like this photo of Red Raven. And uh, I just like the setup, man. I wanna, I wanna check these guys out. They're wonderful. Uh, the chemistry is is so incredible, um, Dean, when the first time we ever met each other was at the airport in person. Hmm. And uh, Ted Shred and I drove up together. He's Ted Shred, I love it. Ted yeah, Shred. we drove up together and the first person off, the first people we picked up were what was Guillerme and his wife. And then we got Ed and then Joseph was last and we piled, we had two cars. We piled everything in the cars. <laughs> um, I rented a beautiful house for us to all stay together. And it nice. was like we'd known each other our entire lives. Don't you agree, guys? Oh, yeah. Really? I love yeah. the space. The best part about that was G and his guitar. He, he, every time you turn around, G would have a guitar in his hand. <laughs> Even, I'm even not, eating. I'm not kidding. Even G, eating. G Costa. Yes. G Costa. That's what makes him a real guitar player because he sleeps with that guitar. I'll bet you it's in his bed you know, right he, now. He brought right, it to the dinner right, table. <laughs> he was like, we'd be eating breakfast and he'd be over there. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, well, you can't sleep with your drums. That's just a little too much. But I know what it's like to be 
you know, sleep with your guitar. You can put it right next to you and put a pillow down. I there, did there's the biggest slogan, actually. sleep with everything but your drums. <laughs> I want to get back real quick. Okay, so I want to play a couple videos for you guys. Um, one of them is Lay It on the Line. Were you all in on that, that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I recognize you. Except for, no, that is Joseph. Okay. Uh, man, you guys. Hey, you guys now, don't awesome. be mistaken me for somebody else now. Well, I know, I know. I just thought, kind of remind me of Tommy Lee back there. You know? <laughs> oh, he's better looking than Tommy Lee. I know, I'm just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna roll that video right now. It's Lay It on the Line by Red Raven.
was it like doing that video with Red Raven? And, and, and uh, anyway, just give me a little bit of feedback. How did you enjoy doing that? Well, actually, of course, I realized one of my biggest dreams ever to record a clip in the US, especially in Las Vegas. It was really great for me, of course, and uh, to, to have all that fun in the studio and Fremont Street and walking there with all those lights, all those people, with my, with my brothers and Holly as well and my wife, we had lots of fun. And uh, of course, uh, Joseph also told this in another podcast we participated that I'm a, <laughs> that I'm a prankster. Yes, I was. <laughs> and so actually, people I would have guessed yeah, that. Yeah, and people said, yeah, so let's have fun. Then I said, okay. And... <laughs> it looks like you're having a ball in, in the video. It really does. And, yeah. And, and you're an awesome guitar player, I'll tell you. Zach Wild. Zach Wild, watch out, man. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here comes G Costa. Now, I, I know you, you, have, a, you have something you got to do here uh, pretty soon. Um, if you disappear on me, that's fine. Just give us a little, uh, you got to go. That's fine. I think you have another recording session coming up or you have to get on an airplane or something like that. Um, so just let us know when you have to bail out. Okay. And I'm going to move over to Ed Witzke. What was it like doing that video? Lay it on the line. Oh, it was great. I had a blast. You know, it was, we all, we were able to communicate on Facebook you know, by taxes and stuff like that. But but to actually have everybody in, in with each other and together uh, for the first time, it was great. It's like it's like how I said, it's like we knew each other for years. Oh, my God. So, and, yeah. and, before, and before G leaves us, I want to go back to him. I want to play one more video, and I'm going to kind of do them back to back. Um, and because they're so awesome, I want to play it during the show. So, um, G, I want you to introduce the next video. She makes it hard. You got the spot. Go ahead. So the the song "She Makes It Hard" it's a really great song. Um, I have lots of influences from the um, music genres from Brazil, and it has um, really huge, huge lyrics. Really great from Mark Bowles and with great harmonies. So I hope you like it, guys. It's gonna be really kicking ass. <laughs> so let's hear She Makes It Hard from Red Raven. Some beat, poetry in motion, it's all 
G, thank you, man. That was cool. I really need to go right now because okay. I'm already late. You're sending me some new music, buddy. I love you. That's right. We love I know, you, my friends. Take love care, you, my G. friends. You're Keep my saving that my money. Friends. Keep saving care, that money. G. Can't wait for you to move here, brother. Yeah, yeah, man. Too, yeah we bro. can't wait for G to come out here to the United States. Right, G? Yeah. Right on, my friends. We're really excited for doing it. So, <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait for it. <laughs> Tell your beautiful oh, wife, care, Ryan, hello, brother. For sure, my friend. Thank you so much. Say hello to all your friends, to all your family. Thank you so much, guys. And, Dean, one more time, thank you so much. It was an honor for me to be here. And cheers from Brazil. Thank you, G. Enjoy. And it's really great talking to you today. Thank you. Bye, buddy. Bye, G. Um, I want to get back to, um, let's start to wrap up. So I want to talk about um, how people are going to find you and all that good stuff. So let's get, let's uh, talk about um, what's next. Um, when are you going to be doing live shows and what songs are going to um, be coming out? And I know you texted me some info, but you'll have to clarify because I don't have it in front of me for some reason. All right, Holly. So go ahead and talk about that. We have a Facebook page that's Red Raven. We have a website, redravenmusic.com. Okay. We've got Twitter, um, TikTok, Instagram, all with our name in it. And folks, remember it's R A V Y N. I was going to mention that. It's Red Raven, R E D R A V Y N. Yes. Don't and make the mistake of typing in Red Raven. Yes, there's another band, and of course, we're better, but anyway, Absolutely. Um, uh, we um, are currently working on at least six songs, so it might be a seventh one, and um, we're planning a rendezvous in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Joseph's there already, but we are going to uh, meet up and have a jam and a rehearsal and a recording uh, right there together, old school. Joseph, do you live in Nashville? Are you out there? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love it out here. It's awesome. Music City is, is a great place to go. And, and if you haven't been to Nashville, make sure you go down to Broadway. Okay. Historic Broadway is an awesome place to go. Um, okay. And there's lots of bars and taverns and pubs, history and music and you name it. It's, I've, it's I've been here. through there. I ended up in... Yeah. Uh, Clifton, Tennessee. I think I was. <laughs> now the the other thing that the other thing that Holly didn't didn't uh, key on, and I just want to make it a real quick point. You guys, if you want to buy our music, we are on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Pandora, we're on Amazon Music, and we're also on YouTube. Okay. And I can't stress it enough. We as artists make money in this industry off of you guys subscribing to the music. So make sure you stop by the streaming platforms, like the music and stream it and purchase it. You guys, it's so, so, so important to keep rock and roll alive. I'm gonna be the one to tell you right now, rock and roll is very much alive and well and kicking ass and you're hearing it firsthand from me the drummer of red raven <laughs> i couldn't have said it much better thanks joe it's so important that we support our our uh, our uh, local musicians and buying the music directly from us i, I have to absolutely do, uh, agree go to our website go to our streams 
If we have an album on the website, go there and buy the album. It's the best way to support the band. And I will be putting all those links in this podcast at the end, and then well, you'll be able to click and go straight to every one of those sites when, when I'm done with this podcast. Great. So, so thanks for that, Joe. I appreciate it. And Ed, Ed, what do you think? What do you think is your next move here? I mean, what are we doing with Red Raven? Oh, we're going on tour, baby. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> once this thing, once this album gets done, you know, Holly's got the things going on with some, uh, some labels and uh, awesome. some other awesome. things. So I can't wait. That is this. that is awesome, and and I know touring uh, touring helps support the band, and uh you know and that's also where some of our income comes from is touring and merchandise, and so get your butts out there and rock and roll, man, and mm -hmm. heavy metal. You know what I'm saying? And Holly, Holly, you're gonna make that happen. What's your next move? Well, um I'm partnering with Mark's personal manager, Victoria Seeger. We do some work together. I talked to Victoria. <clears throat> yes, she's a very cool lady. And um, we are uh, shopping to some labels. We are also um, <clears throat> working with a couple of tour companies awesome. to, to get these guys out on tours. So I'm hoping by the middle of the year, they're going to be out on tour. And Mark Bowles will be singing lead? You betcha. You betcha. I'm getting that boy off that boat. <laughs> Hell yeah. We need Mark. Yeah. What a great guy. What a great guy, man. I'd like to interview him again uh, and talk a little bit more about Red Raven and, and what's going on with you guys, because it sounds like this is going to be the next big project for even Mark Bowles. Well, you know... Go on. You know, Dean, don't forget that Mark was also with uh, Ted Nugent. Right. He also played. He also played bass with Dawkin, and he spent and he spent five years with uh, with an amazing uh, group called Rating the Rockfall there in Vegas. Okay. I so I mean, when when you look at Mark Bowles, <laughs> understand this is a two-time platinum recording artist. He's sold millions of records around the globe. We have one of, if not the best singer in rock history absolutely agree absolutely that's why i interviewed mark Bowles to talk about him specifically but also red raven um so we didn't really go too much we didn't veer too much off of red raven but we did talk about ted nugent dawkin um sway brown um you know Ingve malmsteen all that stuff but we didn't talk about the vegas project much um so thanks for bringing that up i'll, make, I'll add that to my notes um, so, um, so your tour may kick off from Nashville. Is that where we're, we're thinking of going? Um, we're not really a hundred percent sure where it's going to start. Uh, but we will let you know. <laughs> It'll probably end up being in some place like Las Vegas where our there you go. from. There you go. You know? Come to Las Vegas. Absolutely. Um, it's opening up big time out here. <laughs> Holly, or LA, Vegas. I mean, where our managers at? We yeah, are, yeah. yes, and we are uh, also um, working on a couple of uh, big charity events, uh, okay. fundraisers, and uh, one in particular with the uh, Harley group called Baca. Joseph, okay. is that what they're called? Yeah, Bikers Against Child Abuse. Yes, oh, that's a good cause. Yes, uh, and then we, I have, I have a vision for doing um, a fundraiser for alopecia. 
Okay, uh, okay. As you know, Joe Lynn Turner recently took off his wig, and so people know that that this happens, and we can we we have bounced that idea around. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely, we're we're the kind of music that our biker brothers love and sisters, and uh, so. I hope that at some point in time, Holly, we could do something with like USO and give something back to our mm-hmm. brothers and sisters that are in the military. That'd be an awesome. Absolutely. That'd, that'd we be an awesome love thing. to do that. So um, I sent you a, a promo that's got four clips of four songs in it. Okay. Okay. And uh, the fourth one is the one that's going to have a very elaborate video. What's the name of that song? It is born to be wild. <laughs> and is it the real born to be wild? It's wilder than the real one. <laughs> and okay. uh, I recently learned that John K lives in Nashville. Oh shit! So we're hoping to mm. uh, get him in some photos when we go over there. Okay, Holly. So we're going to wrap up, and I want to thank Red Raven. I want to thank Holly Rocks, their management and the producer, executive producer. And Mark Bowles was not able to make it today, but I want to thank Mark for uh, being such an awesome lead singer. And I also want to thank G Costa from Brazil. He had some things to do there. And Ed Witzke, I want to thank you for uh, joining the Dean Bond Music Podcast Show and Joseph Larson on drums. So you guys, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining the show. And the links will be below after the show. And please go out and get their new album when it comes out and go see them play live when they hit the tour. So this is Dean Vaughn at the Dean Vaughn Music Podcast Show coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you very much, and I'll see you again. Slay it, slay it.